Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. Hello. Welcome to another week of uh, madness. Uh, my name is Tom Baker, and I am joined in the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina, by my cohorts. Peter Strada from the Sports Journal is here. Randy Miller from the Inside Pass is here. Chris Murdoch is here, and I'm here as well. So we're, if, if he's from TRJ and I'm from... TSJ. sorry. Wow. And I'm from... Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> why are you the one muting me? He's on the Randy one, needs a my one, computer career reboot. On. We haven't even gotten into the anyway, first segment. If we are from each our individual shows, then where is Chris from? His He's mother. From both. Came from well, his I mean, that, that is He's from funny. Ohio. That's where he's from. Yeah. If I broadcast that or not. <laughs> now, there's nothing wrong no, with I Ohio. Have, look, I have relatives. Buckeyes, but that's my, a whole other My whole family came from Ohio, too, so I'm just saying. That's why I don't like you. <laughs> well, at least wow. the truth came out. So now, whatever, how, clo- I w- how close are the two? I, I have like, to figure it. I'd have to where did the, you come from? Time. We don't have enough time in this commercial break. Where did you come from? Let's, Wait, let's city. Existential well, I, I'd have to look. I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. I don't remember. He doesn't the name remember of the where he was born. No, I wasn't. I was born in Texas. My family. Oh, is from your Ohio. family. I see. Okay, I got you. So, I don't so you have roots in Ohio. I have roots in Ohio. Gotcha. Ohio, Texas, North Carolina. Miles. You've been uh, your family's done some frequent flyer miles. Well, my dad's done some frequent flyer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've got, we're going to hear from Hunter Yeeney a little later in the show. Hunter is a rising F four uh, racer, drives for um, VRD, and he's not from Ohio. He's not from Ohio. He's actually from Virginia, very close to where Noah. Lewis is from our co-host who has been off for the summer because those well, are he, some deep roots too. Yes, um, so uh, Hunter is going to be joining us to talk to us later on um, about uh, his career, and uh, you'll enjoy hearing from him next week. We've got his teammate Nico Christadulu, who's a Canadian, is going to be on. Yeah, it's going to be on the show, so that'll be fun too. And we've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, the, the Music City Grand Prix, NASCAR at the Glen, um, F1's still off, but uh, that's okay. We'll, uh, we'll fill in very nicely here. Unfortunately, though, we are going to start the show on a sad note when we return to Motorsports Madness right after this. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. 
Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up, do not provide them with any form of payment or information, report the call at oig.ssa.gov. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know, it won't start. How are we getting home? Chill, my parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. And you're listening to Motorsports Madness. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Madness uh, getting started here. And sadly, guys, uh, I hate when we have to start shows on a sad note. But uh, we do this week because uh, just as this show was getting ready to... um, to record, um, we got the word that a longtime play-by-play announcer in various forms of motorsport, Bob Jenkins, passed away at the age of seventy-three. Um, gosh, I mean, this one, this one hits me hard because uh, Randy, you and I are old enough to remember the Thursday Thunder. Thursday Night Thunder shows on ESPN back in the early 80s. Um, Golly, uh, Bob Jenkins, Larry Newber, um, Dave Despain, uh, Larry Rice later on. Uh, I was actually, I remember being at uh, Anderson Speedway for the Little 500 one year, and uh, Larry Rice and uh, Larry Newber and Bob Jenkins were there. They weren't doing a Thunder, but they were there, and it was just... Just to be able to be in the same room, I didn't actually get to meet Bob, but uh, did meet Larry Rice. But um, golly, that just hurts. Yeah, and when you talk about that, that kind of personality that, that they had, I mean, they were like rock stars. I mean, they, yeah. they came into a to a place that wasn't even filming Thursday Night Thunder. And it's like, oh my God, Bob Jenkins is here. Um, but he's the kind of announcer, and it, it's very rare for me personally to have somebody that's like this, but. 
growing up watching Thursday Night Thunder, I could close my eyes and see what was going on yes. just from hearing his voice call the action. He never got excited. He never got you – know, he was always just the same, you know, calm, cool, collected announcer. But just the way he was describing things is almost like a you know radio broadcast come to life. I mean, you could close your eyes and, and be able to see what was going on just by hearing his voice. Um, call those races. Yeah. Um, Peter, Chris said earlier that uh, Bob Jenkins was may have been this generation's Chris Economaki, but the reality is that I compare Bob more to a Mike Joy or an Alan Bestwick yeah, in sure. a lot of ways because they, they could direct a broadcast or direct the play-by-play when they had analysts around them without being they 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 weren't the show they were just the sort of captains of the show they would just steer the show and let the other uh announcers take over and they just had that way about them and when bob was calling uh indy it didn't really i mean my gosh it his voice he was like randy said very calm Almost as if he was just sort of teaching it to you as much as he was, you know, bringing it to you like a very visual guy. And let me clarify when I say that uh, Bob Jenkins was the Chris Economaki uh, of this generation. I'm mostly talking about name. Chris Economaki was a household name. Every oh, time sure. You, yeah, every, time you, Squire. every time you heard... Uh, you know the Economaki name. Yeah. You knew exactly Speed who sport. you knew exactly who they were talking about. Yep. And with with Jenkins, you knew exactly. You know Thursday Night Thunder, IndyCar. You know exactly yep. who NASCAR. we're talking about. You know. Just I can't echo what y'all said more than what's already been said. I mean, he just was such a constant on so many different forms of racing. Whether that be NASCAR and ESPN, the Indy 500 for so many decades, or Thursday Night Thunder, like we went into on. The inside pass earlier, just he was such a constant figure, a constant voice, and just some of his iconic calls, whether that be Jeff Gordon winning the inaugural Brickyard 400 or Alan Kowicki getting the Winston Cup back in 1992. Just he's ingrained with so many historic moments in North American motorsports history, the closest Indy 500 ever. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. That's very true. Yeah, I mean, just uh, uh, this is a big loss. I mean, he'd been sick for a while, um, and you know, I think everybody knew that, you know, eventually, um, I mean, uh, it, but boy, you know, sometimes it's just one of those things, no matter how much you know something is coming, it's impossible to prepare. And I, and um, he, uh, he had awoken Christmas night in 2020 with a severe headache. Tess initially showed a stroke, but later uh, revealed two malignant tumors. And so just a very, very tough, um, tough, tough last uh, year or so for him. But he was as strong as could be and just was as classy and, and you know, gosh, um, just uh, just a great guy. I, I want to read this quote Um in the NASCAR.com article from Jenkins, because I think it exemplifies him perfectly. And it goes like this. You know what I tell people often when they ask me how this whole thing of my career came together? I tell them, you know, I don't know, because I've only been a race fan who got lucky. And I think that's what I will have on my tombstone because it's true. I don't think you could wrap Bob Jenkins up into any tighter of a bow than that. 
Um, he was a race fan who was as passionate about the sport as anybody who's ever been involved with it. And he just had a way of describing that to us without making us feel, um, you know, it was always just a very calm, very, uh, very prepared delivery, very prepared announcer, too. Yeah, he also, meticulous. He beat uh, colon cancer in the 80s, I believe, yeah. too. Um, so he had already beaten cancer once, and then he lost his wife to the same cancer um, a couple several years ago. So it's yeah. um, so, an unfortunate thing. Cancer sucks. Uh, you know, it sure yeah. does. Cancer sucks. Exactly right. Uh, so our deepest prayers and condolences go out to Bob's family and uh, everyone who knew and loved him, because that's certainly um, a big, big loss. Okay, so um, we move on here uh, as we... Uh, continue with this show, the Music City Grand Prix, speaking of IndyCar, um, was held at Nashville this weekend. First, I'm going to call it first annual because you know it's going to happen again. I believe it's a three-year deal. Yeah, to have this um, I think it'll be a lot longer. It's a journalist that. no-no, by the way, but um, I get what you're saying. Well, you know, I'm just going to say it. First you, annual. You know it's going to happen annually, um, so you're just yes, saying annually. I'm just saying first annual. Um did the course, guys, I'll go around the table, did the course live up to the hype, Peter? The course had a couple issues, but overall, the field of drivers eventually learned this course. It took close to half the race for them to learn this course and took out a couple <laughs> contenders, but ultimately, they did eventually learn this course. Well, I like to see some tweaks made for next year and beyond, yes, but... Overall, if I had to grade the course, I'd give it maybe a B minus. And don't forget that the eventual winner had a great view of the track for a while because he was like 35 feet in the air. He's going for a pilot's license. He saw the whole track from the, from the air. For those who missed it, Marcus Erickson flat ran over Sebastian Bourdais early in the race. Uh just drove right up over the back end of him, launched about 10 feet in the air, came down, crew came in, and, and I mean, it's a real credit to the team that they were able to just slap a new uh, nose on, and uh, out he went. It didn't do any damage to the underside of the car at all, and um, he was able to come back and win, which was a real uh, a real story and a real credit to him, but um, just uh, a crazy way to start the race. Um, I think the course, for the most part, I think lived up to the hype. There, there, there are still too many places where it's just too tight. Um, typical street course, but um, I think the majority of the issues in that race were just caused by bad driving. I mean, um, I, I think the course may have contributed to one or two of the uh, what nine I think that they had or ten cautions. Um, I, I think most of it was just poor driving on on the on the drivers' parts and. Uh, it's it's kind of too bad because that race really, I think, could have been much, much better had some of the guys just not been quite so aggressive, especially early on in the event. I didn't feel like there was um, a whole lot of patience uh, on on some uh, some drivers' parts there early on, and, and just some, uh, I think, willpower was just um, out of control from lap one, basically, dumped two of his teammates. He was a little flapper on the pinball machine. Yeah, he just... Um, he was trying to go bowling at the Glen. Just at the yeah, he was, yeah, he was at the wrong race. Should have been going bowling at the Glen. You're right. But um, it's that was really surprising because Will is not usually that aggressive. But uh, I don't know. It was just tough. 100-degree uh, heat. Um, you know, overall, though, uh, and we'll talk about this more in the next segment, but overall, I thought the event... I'm not talking the race. The overall event, 
I thought was extraordinary. And there were a number of other races there prior to the IndyCar race that week last weekend that were just great races. So we're going to have more conversation about the Music City Grand Prix when we come back around the turn here as Motorsports Madness continues, presented by My Computer Career. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hi, this is Trey Gropp, and you're listening to Motorsports Madness. Now back to the show. I love that bumper music. That's one of my favorite pieces of bumper music that we have on the show. If you want to see how my mind works, every time I hear the bumper, I I, I see the Muppets in my head. I don't know why. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> muffety. Yeah, it's like, you know, life. Kermit and everybody playing instruments. And it's kind of a fraggle bluesy sort of, mana, mana. sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, now that song there, 
that song, um, there was... All I said was like gibberish and everybody knew what I was talking well, yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Manamana. You, ca- Manamana. you can't not know Manamana. If you're, if you're any, well, I think probably anything over uh, about 20 or 25 knows Manamana because it's been used in so many different applications. But um, that goes back uh, even, bef- I think, before the Muppet Show. I think uh, somebody... Um, that I can't remember who who actually wrote the song, but that was a hit for somebody in some other country before it was ever on the Muppet Show. I'm sure it was really uh yeah that's I think it was used on Sesame Street back in Sesame the 60s. Street. That's right. Yes, that's exactly where it came from. You're right. Uh, Menomina. How about that? that? I didn't think we'd ever hear uh, or or have a Menomina reference on this show, but <laughs> I would give it a bell, but I don't have the bell tonight. So, uh, Chris, go ahead. Give yourself a bell. Okay, back to motorsports. We go and back to the Music City Grand Prix where they weren't singing Menomina. Um, the, the we don't way. know what they were singing on Broadway after the race. Well, I, I, bet, I, bet, I bet Marcus was singing that when he was up in the He air. was singing Rocket Man. <laughs> That's what he was singing. Um Could have been. Or, uh, you know, what was that Harry Chapin song, Taxi? I'm flying in my taxi, taking tips and getting stoned. Um, he was flying high. I hope that wasn't there. happening to him. Yeah. Um, Although if he won, I can see how the sales have just skyrocketed. So, yeah, exactly. Um, so, again, to talk about the event, um, we talked about the course. But let's talk about the event for a second. First of all, I mean, we spent some time on last week's show talking about the website and all of the ways that... I thought the city and private investors just turned this into just a bonanza. Um, I'm and, and going through going through the weekend, watching Robbie Gordon Stadium Truck Series, watching the Trans Am Series, you know, all of the kind of preliminary events leading up to the IndyCar race, and then just seeing the the crowd that was there, well over a hundred thousand. By everybody's estimates, we're we're in Nashville over the course of the, the the weekend, and when you look at just the magnitude of what it took to put that event on, and you didn't, he- I heard nobody complaining about the heat, um, but I do wonder though if you know maybe we ought to think about doing this at some point. Earlier in the year, before it gets quite so hot there, Peter, would you move this event earlier or leave it where it is? I mean, the one thing you have to take into account with this event is the Tennessee Titans schedule, obviously, because you're play- you're running this race on their property right next to their stadium. So you're kind of at the mercy of what Nissan Stadium has on their schedule, whether it's training camp or what have you. Well, they're out of the playoffs uh, usually by late January. So, I mean, you could do a February-March race there. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't hate me, Titans fans. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, I, I just the, – the two things that struck me were, were just the fact that it, it is so hot at, at this time of year in Nashville, um, but also because you're putting it with the – but at the Glen NASCAR race, now, I'm not even going to get into the start times at this moment because you get TV and race start times and all that. But I do feel like there's two sides to that coin, too, because on the one hand, um, it is hard to kind of make them not overlap, especially if you're going to add weather into the mix. But 
the other side of that to me, Randy, is that this feels a little bit like road course heaven because but at the Glen, uh, the Watkins Glen to me is the ultimate road course in America. Um, and then you have uh, this Nashville race, which it isn't so much about whether the course is the, the, the greatest race course, but my gosh, they race up and down a bridge for crying out loud. It is the most unique race course I've ever seen, I think, uh, as a street course. Uh, visually, uh, it's appealing, obviously. I mean, going across the Cumberland River at 225 miles an hour is very appealing to some people. Um, the course itself, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I think next year they can probably tweak some things. You know, there's areas of the track where it should be well, a little I'm bit sure wider, um, things like that. But if you think about you know, the prestigiousness of, okay, you know, we have this brand-new course, this brand-new track in Nashville uh, up against the NASCAR race in, in Watkins Glen for the first time in two years. This coming weekend, we have a doubleheader at the same racetrack because they're, they're both running the Indy Road Indy, Course this yeah, weekend that's right. um, with an IndyCar-NASCAR doubleheader. So, I mean, this is the perfect opportunity to cross and counteract fans of both sports into one and just kind of make a huge, you know, motorsports type of, you know, uh, thing out of this whole uh, last couple weekends. And we had Cody Ware running the IndyCar race, so we did have a little crossover. He only ran half the race, I think. <laughs> and then, of course, Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> and Jimmy Johnson. Well, too. yeah, Jimmy. For okay. a little bit. So we could get into that. So Jimmy Johnson gets disqualified for... And it wasn't Chad's fault this time. <laughs> for once, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't Chad's fault. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson gets DQ'd for basically looking at the race car. Well, the IndyCar rule is no working on the car under a red flag, which... And they technically did move and touch and, you know, move parts, so... I mean... I mean, it is a rule which, <laughs> in this case, it seems I'm, I'm sorry, IndyCar, I gotta do this. I mean, it's just, it's just like a... Come on, man. It's just like Joey getting uh, sent to the rear because of... Uh, or sent a lap penalty because a crew member uh, took a picture inside the... Uh, uh, yeah, because he, 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 yeah. he went inside and the race car. Isn't the rule in NASCAR wait, the exact? Wait, wait. Hang on, uh, say that again. A crew. It, you didn't know this? No, I Hampshire. missed this. It was in New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh, this Pagano. was at Loudon. Yeah, at Loudon. and he got disqualified for no, what? No, he got a two lap penalty oh. because under the rain delay, a crew member reached in the cowl and took a picture of Dupree that was stuck in the drive line. Mm-hmm. But all they did was take a picture, but he went inside the, the passenger I mean, side window. What are we doing here? Yeah. I, like, none of this affects the outcome of the race. Jimmy Johnson, here you got a seven-time NASCAR champion running your series. Now, I know he had a terrible weekend. I get it, okay? He's struggling in IndyCar. But you know what? For goodness sake. Yeah, they were racing on track. He was, he he was not going to win the race he unless did. the rest of the cars They were racing Nashville. He, he was in Memphis. He didn't even... Uh, like look visibly frustrated. He just looked defeated because as soon as soon as he yeah. like as soon as he got disqualified, his, his head just slumped, and he's like, it, "It's a." He's just like, "I just want to go home." Isn't, isn't the it's, rule the same? Like, isn't the same rule in NASCAR that it is yes. in IndyCar? So I I, I but, thought the rule is that you couldn't touch the car as long as you don't touch the car. Why does it matter if you? Because well, isn't the rule like you're allowed to grab? You're allowed to get the pieces and stuff that you need. You just can't. Put them See, but that's what I thought because, like, I watched, and, and Jimmy actually was the one that grabbed the new nose and and sort but he of set it down in front of the set car. it down yeah. in front of the car. And I right. think there were a couple of crewmen that were bent over and maybe leaning on the car, looking in and around, and but they weren't actually doing. I anything. think the issue was before the cameras cut to his car, they were moving and looking at his car and maybe taking pictures. I'm not sure. I don't <laughs> want to speculate there, but I think the I issue... Just think we're just I think the crime was committed before TV cut to his car. 
It, but I that's guess. just, I just think it's too picky. It, it, these these open wheel series have very, very, and NASCAR obviously too with some of this. I mean, my gosh, come on. Um, but anyway, so that was that happened. Now on the flip side of this, I'm just going to go ahead and ask this question. Is Colton Herta the cream of the IndyCar crop right now, Peter? I mean, at times yesterday, he was putting on an Alex Zanardi-esque performance. I think he can be a multi-time champion, multi-time race winner in this series. I think so, absolutely. See, that if, if we were doing fill-in-the-blank, Colton, Herd, Colton Herder's performance was Alex Zanardi-esque. Like, that's that's how you do fill-in-the-blank. I Randy, think we should ask the Turn 7 wall what they think about Colton. <laughs> do you want to do fill-in-the-blank? I mean, that was very random to bring up. Well, I mean... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like up until he hit the wall, absolutely. I mean, he was he was the the cream of the crop, the class of the field. But then you know the he's wall lucky, stuck up on him. He's lucky he um, didn't break uh, break his thumb. He was that's true. He was trying to catch uh, Marcus Erickson, and you know he just tried too hard and hit the wall. And he was yeah. he was he was so defeated that he did it that he didn't want to take his hands off the wheel, which is what Chris was talking about. Very, very lucky he didn't break some bones in his fingers. See, I don't think I don't think he was he didn't. He didn't not take his hands off the wheel because he was defeated. He took his hands off the wheel because he tried until the last possible. Well, yeah, he thought he, thought he could do know, it. Yeah, <laughs> to steer it out of the. And, right. and of course, once you lock up the left front, I mean, we see that all the time with the Legends cars in the summer shootout at Charlotte. Once you lock the left front, you're just going straight. And um, so, you know, unfortunately, there was nowhere for him to go but into the tire barrier. And you know, it's too bad because to me, that was that was the show. He was the show. And and I think that that kid may be the best pure talent in IndyCar racing of the newer crop. Obviously, you got your new gardens and people that have been there a while. But of the newer drivers, I think that kid might just be the most purely talented. And frankly. Um, probably has the most, uh, shall we say, fortitude. Uh, I don't know what we can get away with on our affiliates. So we I mean, just look at, look at the race itself. We'll just say I mean, fortitude. Courage. He got intestinal fortitude. He got, he got more back there. You <laughs> See, know, I didn't know if we could go there either. But after I guess the, that's okay. after that pit stop, he got he came out fourth or uh, fifth um, after that, uh, on that restart and still made his way all the way back yeah. through and, you know, was catching – um, Erickson, if it wasn't for you know just bad timing on his part of catching him at the wrong moments of the racetrack, he you know Erickson was able just to blow right by him when they went down the, across that bridge. But then when you know he came on the other side of the racetrack, he would catch him, but he would always get to the weird part of the track where the corners wouldn't line it up right, and he just never could catch him. But yeah, the uh, I think the 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 group of IndyCar drivers we've got now are just from front to back maybe the best we've had in thirty or forty years in the IndyCar oh, yeah. series. Just loaded with young talent that are just so much fun to watch, and a lot of them have very very good personalities too. So uh, back to Indy they go with NASCAR. We'll get to that and uh, Hunter Eni coming up a little later as well as Motorsports Madness continues after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? 
Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. That's good stuff. Oh, see, you should have stopped it. We could have all joined in on the chorus. I love it. That's awesome. But, uh, okay, so now now all of you know what we were talking about. You know what? I, I swear, if this if that whole thing goes goes like you know uh, globally trending on social media in the next twenty four hours, I'm going to be like, ha! Told you. Everybody listens to our show. Manamana. That's exactly right. Okay, we just brought them up. It's back to life. Just brought them up. It's you know, you know what, you know, you know what I picture when I hear that now, Noah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in the corner, Noah is a muppet. He could be a muppet. He is. He is. He Although the muppets him. are like three times his age. So, well, I don't know. Do we know how old the muppets actually are? Like fifty something, I would assume. I mean, they're from like, aren't they from the seventies? Well, you don't 80s? know if they age. I mean, 
I mean, um, I'm sure the Muppets you know, themselves don't. I'm talking about the 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 brand, like the Muppets. Oh, the brand, brand. not oh, yeah. not necessarily an individual Muppet. Yeah, the Muppets have been around Do for Puppets about 50, 50, 60 years. <laughs> I mean, I assume that the stitches come out of it once in a while. I really don't know how you age a Muppet. <laughs> Kermit never. I'm gonna have to Google this now and figure out how how do Muppets age. I think Muppets Age. Probably is an article about it. Uh, okay, back to the uh, IndyCar series. We were talking about Nashville, but this coming weekend, IndyCar joins NASCAR at Indy. Where else would they join NASCAR? The perfect um, place for the, the NASCAR Indy doubleheader. Didn't and they do that last year, too? They did, they did. but they it did. was the yeah, July 4th was, race yeah. and obviously no fans. Yeah, right. This is going to be big, I think. Um they're running the road course for all of it. No oval, um, all road course. Peter, y- you're making a face over there. Did you just like uh, in, in just a lemon or what? I'm still not a fan of not running the Brickyard 400 on the oval. I mean, is it the most entertaining barn burner of a race? No, but the history of that oval, it's America's most famous race course, arguably the well, world's most What's not even the 400 anymore? Is it? It's like the, what is it, the Brickyard? It's, it's the, the, it's the Verizon 200. It's the Verizon 200 now. That's but still, I okay, hate the idea so of not having cup on the oval at Indianapolis. IndyCar has a better name for their race. They're the Big Machine Spiked Coolers Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, okay, so uh, Peter's a thumbs down. He's he's not buying the IndyCar or the uh, cup car on the road course thing. Uh, Randy, you say what? I, I think we should go back to running the oval at least once with the new car. Like next year, run it with the next-gen car just to see what the difference is. Because I feel like it would be a better race with the next-gen car. Um, and if it doesn't work, then go back to the road course. I'm always a fan of going to O'Reilly Raceway Park, so I'm I'm always going to be an advocate for the short track. I want to go back to O'Reilly Raceway Park. Wow, so you're you're like two two name changes ago. It's Lucas Oil whatever. Raceway. Now. It's always going to be O'Reilly Raceway <laughs> Park to me. I don't care. It's I the mean, Indy Shore Track. You know, formerly known as Indianapolis God rest Raceway Park. Bob Jenkins would say the same thing. It's O'Reilly Raceway Park. Gosh darn it. Uh, okay, so um, boy. I'm definitely thumbs up on the road course, uh, Cup Series on the road course, because I'm sorry, but it wasn't the the old one built for stock cars. It's like Coda. Coda was not built for for the current stock car, and and they didn't put on a good show. I'm a big thumbs up for the the weekend itself. People will come for the IndyCar race, and hopefully they'll stay for the Cup race and merge some of the fans. Isn't the USAC race that weekend, too? Oh, no. No, no, because it's no, cause the Knoxville Nationals is this weekend. It's right. Knoxville is, well, no, the USAC race is a midget race. Right. And I think it might be. We'll is have it, to look that up. Uh, Peter will get on that because Peter is the uh, Brian Clausen Classic. I think that's, I think it is, actually. We should run NASCAR um, on that track. On the dirt track? <laughs> I think it's a little small. Um, the dirt track is, like, smaller than this building. That's okay. Only only okay. 10 cars are going to finish anyways. It doesn't matter. Put yep. the trucks on there. They can't run on the dirt track anyway. Getting back to your point, though, I would be okay if they tried to run the new cars on the oval just to see because my suspicion would be that the differences in the car itself and the chassis itself where it drives more like, the, more like a sports car might make a difference. But... Um, you know, I'm in favor of the cup cars on the road course. I think this, first of all, I hate the Indy road course, period. Um, the Indy cars never put on a good race there, ever. Um, but 
the stock cars do. The Bush, uh, the Bush series. Wow, did I go back in you're time? Like, you're like three name changes. He's stuck yeah, in, three he's name stuck in Muppet Land. Um, the the Xfinity series. Yeah, but no, but no. The Xfinity. So we need to just cut that little bit out. Um, the uh, the Xfinity series puts on great racing on that road course, and I think the Cup series will be great. I think it's going to be a good race. Um, and I, I think, again, because they've never done this, it's almost like a wild card again. I mean, you look at the usual suspects on the road courses, but um, I'm not of the opinion that, uh, for example, Denny Hamlin couldn't steal one. Um, you know, you you got guys like Michael McDowell that are really good road course racers. If they can get the speed that they need, this could be a really, really interesting event for the Cup Cup Series. So I'm in favor of that, but I, I wouldn't – I'd be curious about uh, – the new cars on the oval. I I certainly love racing on the Indy Oval. I just don't think the the current Cup car has a package that runs well. If there. we can run the All Star race at Texas, why can't we run the All Star race at Indy with the new cars next year just to see if it works? It's a shorter race. That way, you just get it out of the way, and if it doesn't work, you go back to running the road course. Why not? I mean, it's an the All Stars <sighs> at Indianapolis. It can't be any more boring than the Texas race. Well, well I mean, you. but how would you, you – well, I don't know. I guess you're going all the way to Texas just for the all-star race. I suppose you Indy's a little bit shorter Indy. of a distance. But I just yeah. – uh, my 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 suspicion tells me you're not going to get SMI to give it up. Yeah, But I'm just saying. It's, uh, it, it's, it's an interesting thought, though. But I, I don't – I think the track's too big for the all-star race. You need the full field of cars on a, on a big speedway to make it um, interesting. But um, because they exist about – Five laps in, you'd be like, where'd those cars go? There's only <laughs> ten of them. Where'd they go? Well, it's like when they used to run the uh, Bush Clash originally in the late 70s into the 80s, and they, they'd only have the pole winners. And sometimes you'd only have, like, eight cars because, you know, the top top five guys of the circuit would win all the poles. That was back um, when it was but, only a 20-lap race, too. Yeah, uh, but that's what made it fun because it wasn't long enough for it to get. It was a 20-lap sprint done. Hand them a million dollars, done. I mean, I still think we ought to go back to that. Today. Hey, here's an idea. What if we do a triathlon? We can do the brickyard. We can do the road course. We can play around the golf. There's around the, <laughs> the golf course in the then, then he might actually have a chance if we did that. Well, no, only if you play basketball would Denny have a chance. Well, he's a pretty good golfer. Is he? Yeah. yeah okay. he's a pretty well, maybe he would. Maybe he would then. But uh, if he spend more time on the iRacing racing ring and less time on the golf course, he might actually win a race. I would. I think it'd be fun to do a hot dog eating contest. What what you do is you. you well, yeah, but Brendan Gunn's retired. <laughs> <laughs> you can, what you do is you just stop at the start finish line. You got to unbuckle, get out, have a hot dog and a coke, get back in your car and drive another lap. That sounds That's, like something. Anybody that who anybody who throws up in their car is disqualified. That has to happen in Martinsville, though. They used to do, they do, used to do a lot of that in short track racing. Different short tracks would have like their their and that's what they used to do and it was crazy watching drivers like try to stuff an entire hot dog uh in in their mouth without uh yeah it was th- that stuff like that went away and maybe i don't know why cuz that was fun for the fans maybe that's do. what happened to Colton Harder Maybe he's, <laughs> he dropped the hot dog in the seat and he was trying to yeah. figure out how to get it and ran in the wall. But it uh, should be a great race, getting back to the topic. Um, IndyCar, NASCAR, I I really feel like this should be a great weekend of racing. And again, um, I think it's a good two weeks. If you think about it, you, you're, you've got the Glen, you've got the, for the road course set, this is a nice couple of weeks of racing, Peter. Absolutely. And coming into the 
final weeks of the regular season, two chances for a bit of an upset on a road course yeah. because not everyone is so accustomed to road racing. I mean, yeah, Kyle Larson won for the fifth time this year at Watkins Glen, but the field is wide open on the Indy Road course. I really think guys like Ross Chastain or Tyler Reddick could pull off an upset. The IndyCar Championship race is just white hot right now. And again, it's the younger guys that are really, really uh, factoring into this. Alex Polo, you've had VK. Um, you know, these, these, this Although is. Although Scott Dixon's second in points now. Yeah, he took second um, over after uh, Nashville. But um, again, I think the younger drivers have been the story of this season in Randy. This has to be one of the most competitive seasons in a long time in IndyCar, and it's refreshing to watch. Yeah, and it's much needed, too. I mean, you know, IndyCar has gone through several changes and several, you know, things over the course of the, the last several years where a lot of fans have kind of turned themselves away from the IndyCar world. Um, but having this opportunity to, to put the spotlight on these guys and, you know, have all these different winners we've had this year and this youth movement we've got in the IndyCar series now is really going to put a huge focus on that and, and bring new fans to the sport, and that's, that's an exciting thing. Okay, switching to NASCAR and taking a look at the Glen. Speaking of youth movements, or at least a one youth movement, Ty Gibbs. What's the deal, man? He just keeps on winning. Is he the best prospect since Joey Logano joined the scene back in the mid-2000s? It's hard to deny that. I mean, I mean, going against guys like Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott, the hype they had coming onto the national scene, Ty Gibbs is 3 for 10 this year in Xfinity. I mean, that's insane to think about. Well, and and that wouldn't necessarily sound like a huge accomplishment, Randy, except when you consider that Ty's never run Xfinity. He's only got 10 starts. Yeah, no. I mean, it's like he's... And he beat arguably the two best road racers in this series, A.J. Allmendinger and Austin Sindrick. And too. he's a part-time driver. Who knows how many more wins he would have this year if he would have ran full-time. If he, Yeah, if he could have. I mean, that's just... Um, it's incredible, really, honestly, to, to look at... Um, and Ty has a personality that when he's focused and he's um, on his game, that kid could influence more people in a positive way uh, with his faith and, and just the way that he carries himself. is It's just really amazing. I... Um, I've been shocked, honestly, at what he's done this year, and it's not over. I feel like there's another two or three wins potentially for him. I don't know how many starts and Xfinity he's got for the rest of the year, but um, Peter will look that up. But he's I got can, one coming up this weekend. Yeah, he's going to race Indy this weekend, and I feel like, again, that could be a win for him. He just the, – the kid is just good and, um, you know, just really, really has uh, – uh, uh, the upside potential for him is incredible. So aside from this weekend at Indy, Ty is running at Michigan the following week, then Richmond on September 11th, the Roval, and then Kansas. So four more after this yeah, weekend. So, I mean, two more. I mean, you know, the Roval, certainly he's great at the road courses, not to say he can't win on the ovals, but, I mean, it's just amazing, honestly, in a division that's that's been so competitive and so much fun to watch. Um, Ty's managed to, I think, be um, maybe the biggest story of the season, and he's not even a full-time racer. He's picked up a new sponsor. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Just uh, talking about that whole sort of hype thing that JGR did. Uh, you know, we all thought, okay, here's this full time Xfinity announcement for next year. Nope, just picked up uh, sport clips and uh, got a hair hair club hair uh, hair uh, place sponsor. I do like what you were saying though about his his you know his faith in the way he conducts himself when yes. he wins races. Barbershop. It's kind word of, of the day. Um, it's just you know, the way he is, and, and it's refreshing to see when he wins races how much different he is compared to everybody else. Yeah, I mean, so. you know, again, just uh, and and he's he's a very fun personality. The interview that he did with Jamie McMurray, where they went to the ice cream shop, um, was just was just fantastic, and that wouldn't work with just any driver. You have to have the you know the the kid that looks like he's twelve and you know just has that sort of personality it's going on the place you can get into. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Anyways, uh, okay, so we uh, we are going to step aside. When we come back, uh, we are going to continue to talk NASCAR, and we got Hunter Yeeny coming up in a while too. We'll be right back. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, post it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider, complete motorcycle air suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider air shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider, motorcycle air suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's Specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed. Ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents. Vehicle dynamics and feedback. Skid control and skid recovery. Threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? 
At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Buddy Kofoy and you're listening to Motorsports Madness. Now, back to the show. Okay, time for a quick round the table here. Talking trucks. Peter, grade the truck race at Watkins Glen this past weekend. A through F, grade the truck race and why? A, Watkins Glen is arguably the best road course in the country. I don't know why I took the trucks over 20 years to go back there. So you give it an A? Yes. Okay, Randy Miller. I say B plus. It wasn't the most fantastic race on the schedule, but I mean it's the first time in twenty years, so I guess I have to give him a little bit of credit. But it, it was a pretty good race overall. I'm gonna give it a B minus, which isn't that much different than the B plus, but it was less than what I expected. I actually thought because they haven't been there in so long, it would be a better race than it actually turned out to be. But um I do like the fact that Zane Smith in the playoffs, here's my question. Again, minute and a half left, quick round the table. Is Zane Smith a threat to win the championship, yes or no, Randy? If he can get out of his own way and and GMS get some help, yes. Otherwise, no. He made Phoenix last year. I think he can make it this year. Well, I, I think he can make Phoenix. I'm just not sure, Zane Smith. I don't think most of GMS racing is what they were a year ago. And the problem is, the the thing in my head is, I don't know why. I don't know what's happened. I understand Kyle Busch Motorsports got a lot better, and maybe that's all it is. because uh, His crew went to the same technical school as uh, Kevin okay, Harvick. Let, let's take it easy there. Kyle Busch Motorsports got a lot better? No, John Hunter came from the Cup Series to the truck, and that's what happened. Well, <laughs> that made Kyle Busch Motorsports a lot better, and Kyle you know, won a, a number of his starts uh, when John Hunter wasn't beating him. So um, I just, I, again, I, it's weird to me what, what's happened with GMS this year. They're just Which a little I'll, po- off. I'll pose a Kyle Busch Motorsports question after the break here. Okay. We- yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to that in, in the next segment, but I'm going to follow up with this. Um, Tyler Ankrum just missed the playoffs, but, I mean, this is in a season when Stuart Friesen basically limped in. Um I don't know what Tyler's contract situation is, but uh, um, I don't know. Are you after two years? You well, well, actually, let's get to that in a longer segment because I want to talk more about Tyler's situation. There, we'll be back with more of the madness right after this. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. 
Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one Internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, this is Logan Seavey, and you're listening to Motorsports Madness. Now back to the show. Okay, welcome back uh, to The Madness, presented by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. We'll tell you more about them in a minute. Chris uh, had a question that you were going to pose in the last segment. Go ahead and throw it out there. we got about two minutes here. Should Chandler Smith's disqualification in the Glen disqualify him from making the playoffs? I mean, he wasn't really much of a factor at the Glen. He was Spun turn one, lap one, and never really recovered. He finished, I believe, 18th and then failed post-race high. So it's well, not like he gained... That's not the question. If he fails a race, should he then lose the opportunity to be... Well, I, I mean, if he didn't Peter gain enough there. points for it to really matter either way, then I say no, it shouldn't. Just this would be a Watkins Glen issue, not a whole season issue. I, I, I kind of agree. The only way that it should be a punishment would be if he lost enough points to knock himself out of the contention of the championship, and then I felt like it was justifiably so. Yeah, see, for me, I think the uh, the, the end result was its own punishment. It, it You just had a... I mean, I think um, Johnny Sauter... What was his issue there a year or two ago when he... Did? He tried wrecking someone intentionally right. under caution yeah. at Iowa. Yeah, and see, when you do something like that, or um, during the commercial, um, the whole Spingate thing was brought up, which seems like it was 100 years ago now, with Clint Boyer at uh, Michael Waltrip Racing. I mean, that was intentionally trying to affect the outcome of the race. Um, so I personally don't think that 
Chandler's playoff position should be affected by it. Um, I mean, you never you never disqualify anyone else out of the playoffs who fails post-race tax. So I just don't, and honestly, like I said, he didn't run well anyway. So to me, um, I don't think they intentionally made the car so it would fail heights at uh, post-race tech. Um I don't, I don't believe. So I just don't see that being an issue. That kind of does make you think, though. I mean, NASCAR has all these picky little rules, and it's like if you really sat down and talked about what should disqualify you or should disqualify you, we could probably do half of, half of or a whole show on those little things that NASCAR has that um, – We'll get Bob Pockers to come help us out. Yeah, we'll get Pockers to interpret for us because, you know, we everyone, everybody needs a little Pockers in their life. Okay, we're going to be back with more of the madness I don't right, think up, I do. right after this. Stay with us. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green lights. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. 
this is Amherst Maxim, and you're listening to Motorsports Madness. Now back to the show. Emerson won again. I forgot which track he was racing at, but I'm telling you, that name, Emerson Axum, everybody look him up. It's A-X-O-M, Emerson Axum. We do have a lot of dirt ringers in our re-entry list we now do. for Madness, so it's a good time to mention that the Knoxville Nationals are this weekend. They are. Succeed annual. You know, we can, I guess we can, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll interrupt. Actually, let's get to our guest, Hunter Yeaney, and then we'll talk about this because I don't want to leave uh, Hunter You just confused him up in all kinds of ways. It's, uh, it's all right. It's, uh, we, we, it's improvisation on the fly. That's how you do live radio. Uh, time to go to the hotline. Hunter Yeeney with us tonight. Hunter is out of Virginia, and Hunter is a member of what I consider to be an all-star type lineup, uh, future all-star lineup with VRD um, in the F4 series. And Hunter, it's good to have you on the program. Glad you could join us tonight. Yeah, thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about uh, where you're from and what your background in the sport is. Okay, so I'm from Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'm 16 years old, and the background of my sport is I I raced go-karts for about three years, starting at the age of nine, and then got the jump in cars early, uh, started practicing in an F4 car, and then went into the season, just, and then rocked it. Hunter, being from Virginia Beach, you're actually not far from one of our co-hosts, Noah Lewis, who's not on the show tonight. He's up near the Chesterfield area, but how does someone from Virginia Beach get in the open-wheel ladder system? Because I think the drivers from Virginia, I think of Denny Hamlin or the Sather brothers or the Burtons, and they're all pavement short track NASCAR stars. How does someone like yourself get into open-wheel? Yeah. So... <laughs> I think we wanted you to expand. How did how did you get what what was it that brought you into the open wheel system versus going in the NASCAR direction? Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry, like the um service is a little bit bad. Uh I think I think um at first I was kinda like looking at the NASCAR stuff. I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool and then me and my dad started talking about some of the open wheel F one stuff and we were at Supernatch one year, which was a really big karting event, and we met somebody named Dan Mitchell, and he got us started on the F4 program and started getting our test dates sorted out. So now you're you're running F4, and you're on a team that I consider to be. It's almost like I think I I introduced you this way. It's it's you're part of a future All Star lineup, and the, the team itself is so strong. Talk about the team that you race for and uh, how much you've learned this year uh, running F4 with them. Um, honestly, I've learned a lot. Uh... Dan, Dan really taught me well. I've been with him from the start. Um, I've had a few other drivers that were ahead of me, and they used, they set a lot of data for me, so it was really it was really nice. And just getting the test days. So talk a little bit about uh, what it's like to race F4 here in the U.S., because obviously this type of racing outside of the country is really big time and gets a lot more exposure, I think, than it does here. And I hate that it doesn't get more exposure here because it's great racing. What's it like to race in that series? What are those cars like to drive? 
Um, they're really cool car to drive. Uh, they're a little bit, they're like a little bit heavy, which makes them really, um, really fun to try on the brakes. Uh, it's a really, the car is a really draftable car. Like if you get behind someone, you can draft up to somebody from like four or five car lengths back. Oh, nice. Uh, what do you say? I said, that's nice. I like that. NASCAR, you struggle to, to, everybody talks about dirty air. No such thing in F4, right? Yeah, except when, when people bump in these cars, uh, it usually doesn't turn out the way it does in NASCAR sometimes. Yeah, that's, uh, well, <laughs> if we, we all watch Nashville on Sunday, and you can see what happens when you run into the back of an open-wheel car in front of you. You uh, you turn into Elton John, and uh, and you start singing Rocket yeah, Man. Yeah, so. Yeah, that, uh, that definitely not good. Okay, you had the chance. You were part of the team uh, over the winter in your training to, to actually interact with Jimmy Johnson when he stepped back and uh, and took some laps and, and tried to learn some things. And you told me a story in a conversation we had a month or so ago about something you taught Jimmy. Talk a little bit about that, um, what it was like to work with him, and then what you specifically taught him about braking. Um, so, honestly, it was like one of the best opportunities I think I've ever had just to work with him. It was it was honestly so crazy because he's one of like the guys who are just like when you're a little kid you're like oh Jimmy won another race or Jimmy won another championship and then all of a sudden it's like oh you're working with him it's like oh I am and like not even just that but to be like setting laps for him in an FR America's car is like awesome talk about uh, the brake you talked uh, you told me that something about you were teaching him something about brake oh, technique yes he. So he said to me at Barber Motorsports Park, he said, I'm used to breaking it like five boards and four boards, not twos and one, you know? The, like, it's, it's just so much lighter of a car that you can break so much later and the car will just comply. And in the NASCAR, he said that the wheels will really hop a lot and they'll kind of skip along the surface of the track. Yeah, you called it something like smashing the brake or something. It was really interesting the way you described it. Um, did Jimmy pick up on that after that? Was he able to adapt quickly to that technique? Yeah, he was a he was a very um, he was a very quick learner. I guess I could say that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he got up to, he, he got up to the times really quick, and I was really surprised on how fast he did it. And you said you still keep in touch with him too, right? Yeah, I talk to him every once in a while. Sometimes I ask him a few questions or, like, I'll just be like, hey, how's it going? Just staying in touch. And So what is – what is – go ahead. He, and he gives, me, he gives me advice sometimes. Like, sometimes I'll ask him for some advice. And he's a really nice guy. Like, he's so laid back. And he's like, he's like what's up, dude? And I'm like, oh, how's it going? Yeah, he really is. He he is super humble. That's uh. So what is what is the the future for Hunter Yeeney? Are you looking at Formula One or are you looking at IndyCar? Um, the primary goal would be to get to Formula One. Um, but I mean, if anything ever came up in IndyCar, then that's a good opportunity too, and I'd be willing to take it. Oh, I imagine you would. Uh, I know you have a lot of people that help you out, so I want to give you a minute here to uh, get through your sponsors, your team, talk about who helps you make it all happen, man. Yeah, um, I'd like to thank 30 Seconds Out for, for being with me from the beginning. Um, Hoist, Defend, 
um, VRD, Dan Mitchell, um, my mom and dad, and my two sisters for putting up with me. <laughs> Are you that hard to put up with? Are <laughs> <laughs> you that hard to live with that you got to thank your sisters for putting scared up with that you? If he forgets yeah, it, he's going to get beat up for all, it. With all, my, with all my traveling, they're just like, oh, you have to leave again? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And ah. they're, like, they're, like, they're like, okay. All right. So when's your next race? Um, my next race is in VIR, and it's, I think it's September September uh, 24th. Yeah, starting um, September 24th. So a home track event, basically, for you. That should be fun. A lot of your uh, family and friends get to go. Yeah, that's my that's my all-time favorite track that I've drove on so far over here in the U.S. I, like, I just really like how fast it is, and I really like fast tracks where you have to kind of be a little bit more on the edge than a technical track and it's and it's quite an ele- like an elevated track as well it goes up and down uh, a fair share okay about 20 seconds where can fans follow you oh what'd you say uh, where can fans follow you social media about 20 seconds oh and they can follow me on Facebook at Hunter Yaney Racing or just Hunter Yaney and on Instagram, you can follow me at Hunter Yaney, uh, no spaces and no caps. All right. Keep your eye on this young man, Hunter Yaney. He is going somewhere, I promise you. That whole team, we're going to have Nico Christodoulou on next week's show, one of his teammates. He's a Canadian, eh? And uh, he should be a lot of fun as well. Back with more of the madness right after these words. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot left, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed. Ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents. Accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD. 
the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Okay, welcome back to Motorsports Madness. Uh, we continue with another episode, and we've we were talking NASCAR for a little while. We interrupted uh, ourselves to uh, let Hunter join us, and uh, fun to talk to him. He's a driver, like I said, that I I feel like definitely has a future. Now we can get back to uh, the point that we were making before I spun you out. Uh, Knoxville Nationals. Okay, we'll go there too. I'm I'm game to talk whatever. We'll uh, we'll talk Knoxville Nationals for a minute. Uh, the big I promise story. we don't just make topics up and throw them on a dartboard. We sure, we do. do have, uh, it's more fun that way. Just go wherever the show takes us. So, um, well, Aaron Reitzel um, got an early exit. Uh, you might say from the Knoxville Nationals. That's one way to put it. Yeah, he doesn't even have to go. He doesn't even have to go. Um, he got a free pass home. He done been DQ'd. Uh, Really, he's just been suspended for 30 days from the World of Outlaws uh, for, um, gosh, how do we even put this? So when you have a chassis that has not been inspected and approved yet by the World of Outlaws and you pull a sticker off of a chassis that has and you put it on the chassis that hasn't and you go try to race with it and the World of Outlaws officials see it, you get DQ'd. You get the, the simple version is he had his cars built at Hendrick. That's pretty much <laughs> I mean, <laughs> again, it's way. like we talk about, um, you know, you look at Chase Elliott's penalty and Chris Bell's penalty in the Cup Series over the weekend. Um, when you start modifying cars and you, you, start, um, you, you start messing with the exterior of cars, Okay, I don't care if you're Chase Elliott, you're Chris Bell, who it is. It may not affect you on the track, but here's the deal with this. Why? <laughs> like, right. what are these people thinking? Cheating is so obvious. I mean, they got him good. When you do I mean, it, like, you can see if you've, if, if you've changed the angle on a spoiler or on some, some part of the car. Or this in this case, the chassis... It, you you had the sticker on a chassis that wasn't approved. They're going to see it. Everybody's probably wondering why we're laughing. 
Tom, I applaud you for powering through that. Yeah, great Randy job. hit his funny bone on the desk, and the entire 1.4 million audience heard him go, ow. <laughs> See, I, I heard <laughs> that. See, I heard that, and I chose to carry on. I couldn't uh, hold it in. He just like, ow. I, I did, you know, I didn't, I didn't know if we were going to have to call my computer career uh, to reboot Randy's might. elbow. You had to call a surgeon. I mean, that hurt. You know, it was... Uh, I, I literally hit the hardest part of the... I, I felt like uh, Erickson on Sunday. <laughs> it was kind of depressing actually it was, it was, it was a little, uh, i was getting the sympathy vote it yeah. was just ow yeah <laughs> laid it out there um yeah well we hope you feel better anyway Andy. Uh, i will eventually but thanks for your, you know, I'm, for your I'm sure you'll recover faster than aaron reitzel will from the uh, 30-day vacation he well just what got. hurts him more is not necessarily the fact that he got the suspension the ten thousand dollar fine it's the fact that he's going to miss the biggest sprint car race yes. in the whole entire year yeah. where you can make fifty thousand dollars if you win it just stupid I mean, just stupid. It's like, why do you, why do teams do this stuff? I, I don't understand. And it's always teams at the top. All these teams at the top level of the sport. And what like I mean, short track teams, you know, they mess they can't with fuel. The they mess with you know. They can't afford the penalty. Ah, it's the for the record, I I know Aaron. Aaron used to run at my local track uh, back in Texas, so he's a he's a Texas boy. So, oh, and look, I'm um, not. So, and I, I mean, n- not Aaron may not have obviously he, about would, it he wouldn't do it on purpose. Um, but at the same time, he knows better. So. He runs for Roth Motorsports. We don't know that Aaron knows well, anything about it for the next thirty days. He doesn't. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, not for World of Outlaws. Just go run the All Star Circuit or something. The only I thing mean, he's going to run over the next thirty days is Bathwater. It's just, um, it, it's just funny. Like I said. It's if you're going to cheat, at least don't make it obvious. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's make it so it's you know we've had some of the classics. Common most, sense is not, is not so common these days. It, apparently, it isn't because we've had we some do a whole show on that. classic cases of cheating over the years and just things that you read about that these teams used to do. Um, shoot, if you watch the Dale Junior download long enough, you'll hear all the stories. I mean, you know, I like um, to call it innovation, though, not cheating. Yeah, yeah Dale calls it. Yeah, Junior calls it innovation. innovation. Um, but I mean, you know, just things that they did back in the 70s and 80s and and you'd really have to search hard to find it um you know now it's like we don't we there should be what they need is they need andy petrie to teach a course on how to cheat the right way because or ray evernham ray evernham or Chad I mean, gary nelson chad canals you need those guys because like they at no, least made R- it hard to find rcr isn't winning that much anymore i don't know if andy petrie's up with the knowledge anymore oh he knows how you just can't do some of the things he <laughs> used to do i mean they had some he had a couple of doozies that he that he pulled when he was uh, when he was when he owned his own team and um, and even was crew chiefing for um, uh, Jackson there the the, the Skull team um, back in the day. I mean they just they had some whoppers and, and to the point where Andy's so honest that. You know, they would come and look, and of course, they wouldn't find what he had, but he'd be standing there in the tech line. Just He said, I, I must have looked so guilty because, you know, he just was sweating bullets that they weren't going to. Um, but you really had to look hard if you were going to find, you know, the stuff they used to do. Now it's like, you know, we cheat with the, with the exterior of the body. Like, there's all kinds of ways to see this stuff and measure it. You're not going to get away with it. Well, especially <laughs> with the... Crazy. Uh, 
with the computer systems and stuff they have now that can just measure tolerances just by like a that. Like, oh yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna see anything. Well, it's and, and it's just you know that yeah the discotheque and NASCAR in this case what Reitzel did and and Roth Motorsports did when again substituting a you chassis. could shine a you could you could shine a flashlight on that sticker and no it's it's not, yes. it's not that good. Rip the sticker off a legal car and put it on an illegal. I mean it's yeah. clearly age, tampered with. In this age of three D printing, can you just print another sticker and make it? I mean it would be a little less likely <laughs> obvious than trying to peel one off and put it on. Yeah, another I just take a picture of the sticker and make my own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean go ahead. All right, so back to NASCAR. We we've been trying to get to uh, the Cup Series and and Indy and road course. We're all and somewhere in Turn Seven in Nashville. Larson, yeah, um, <laughs> and, and Larson again getting a win this past weekend at the Glen. Chase Elliott, of course, uh, after having the penalty and having to start in the back um, for altering the the basically the window area the shark of the fan. car. Yeah, the shark fin. Um, you know, he, he still came up and finished second. And, of course, you know, you could say, well, he might have won if he hadn't made this mistake or that mistake. But the reality is that Kyle Larson was pretty doggone good. And... Um, Cough, cough. Christopher Bell should have won. Cough, cough. Well, I mean, you know, Christopher Bell there again. It's like, um, you know. That's the most humble I've ever seen somebody who got dumped (laughs) in turn one. Well. Like, he was like, "Eh, you know, it's whatever. all All he said was the truth. He was just like, yeah, we just, I mean, he shouldn't have been in there. Even Kyle said he wasn't there enough. Well, yeah, Kyle took full responsibility, Kyle which did. I yeah, thought yeah. was classy. He apologized immediately. You know? Yeah, I mean, well, he, Chris didn't even sound like he was mad. He was like, oh, whatever, it's just racing. Well, he happens. still finished seventh. I'm sure he finished well, yeah, 27. Well, and I think if it would have been anybody other than Kyle Larson, he probably would have been more mad. But the fact that he knows he can get Kyle back at some point in the next week or so because they're racing every day together. And, and, <laughs> and, if, be and if, uh, exactly. And if Chris Bell was going for his first win and Kyle Larson, who has won four, just went in there and cleaned him out, I'm sure he would have been a lot more mad. It's just circumstantial, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's called hard racing. I mean, really. It's just hard to... And ultimately, if you watch the video from that turn, Larson was on the curves. He couldn't get more further to the right. I mean, I felt like Chris could have given him more room. He could have, yeah. Honestly. And I think the broadcast team kind of echoed that sentiment. But, But like Chris said... If he's setting up for the corner, uh, you know, Kyle Larson, they had even talked about how Kyle Larson had had the run on him coming out of seven every time. And uh, he didn't that time, so he was just setting up for the corner, and then all of a sudden there was a five car there. Yeah, so at least he wasn't running over his own teammate. (laughs) <laughs> Will Power, like, or or well, you know, or Brad Keselowski, oh, Keselowski, yeah, slammed the brakes and got like twice, yeah, twice, twice, two and a half times, two and a half times, yeah, because he was well, involved in the other collision too. Yeah, and in actually thinking about that, it was all Penske guys, Will Power at Nashville and Keselowski yeah, was at not the uh, good. Keselowski was out to lunch. I mean, going he into was. turn one, just locking up the brakes so hard to where you rear end. Uh, Joey Logano, and I'm not talking about you put your bumper. You you hit him with he, your he rear gave end. Me the Heimlich. Yeah. <laughs> Can yeah. you imagine? I, if I was if if I'm Joey Logano at that point, and I just get hit by Brad Kozlowski facing the other way, I'm just throwing my hands up. Like, why are you? What? What? So, just go to Rocky Rocky Rocky. so I have a, I have a what are you doing? <laughs> Can you question. drive the six next week? At what point in the season do you know? So obviously Brad's not going to be teammate next year. At what point in the season are you okay with punching him in the face? Because he's not going to be your teammate next year anyways. So. 
if he, he, he has no, he has no, no, he has nothing to lose. If, uh, if that movie was for the win, then I'd say last Sunday. No. Yeah, you, you, you might spit him for a win, but you're not punching. I mean, can him. I go to the boss and be like, not at what point during the course if of the next ten races, he's not going to be my teammate anymore? Can I just dump him? If you're okay if you're going into the championship round for the champion, like if Brad somehow works his way into the final four and Joey's there too, and something happens between the two, you might see something, but yeah. <laughs> They still got to race each other for years to come. And if you're, and if, and if you're, and on, if, if you're, each other if you if you're on Team out. Penske, Penske won't put up with it. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, yeah, that was a I really mean, bad day for Roger. I didn't think about that. But, yeah, both races, uh, teammates taken out by other teammates. Because um, went bowling. He got a perfect strike. Well, Power got two at uh, at Nashville. He took out two of his teammates. And it just, again, just over way over his head. Um, but uh, that was crazy. And, you know, I feel like going into Indy, we're kind of setting up here for um, a real interesting playoff battle still between the two RCR cars as well because they finished close enough at I think the Reddick Glen. has an 18-point lead now. 15. Yeah, 15. 15. Oh, was it 15? 15. I thought it was 18, yeah. too. Um, I feel like this Indy race could be a toss-up here between the two of them because um, both of them are pretty good road racers, and... I mean, again, they they weren't that far apart, Peter. Actually, Austin Dillon's surprisingly never scored a top ten on a road course, while Reddick has. Yeah, but uh, he's been fast; just uh, hasn't had the results to show for the performance. Back with more madness in a minute. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift. 
and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at vsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Brian Wiedemann, and you're listening to Motorsports Madness. Now, back to the show. This show is brought to you by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. If you are looking for a change in your career, maybe you're just looking for a first career, My Computer Career might be your answer. Go to their website, mycomputercareer.edu, and check out their free career evaluation. It is IT training, and IT is one of the fastest growing fields still uh, and should be growing right through the 2020s and beyond. Uh, there are far more demand for qualified, skilled workers in that field than there are workers to fill the positions that are open. So this is how it works and how easy it is. Go to their website. Check it out, mycomputercareer.edu. If you decide that you might want to go forward with IT training, well, it's just as easy as this. Financial aid is available if you qualify, including the GI Bill. You can do your training one to two days a week online. That's it. You don't even have to leave your house. You can do it in your PJs if you want. Uh, and gosh, it's really easy within four to six months. You could be out in the field working. And by the way, when you're ready for that step, my Computer Career will work with hundreds of employers to get you placed. So this is not rocket science. You don't have to be a math or science whiz, nor do you have to be a computer whiz. It's My Computer Career. It's training for a better life. Check them out, mycomputercareer.edu. And so far, none of us tonight have had to be rebooted, though Randy and I have been close. Uh, welcome back to the show as we continue uh, final long segment here, and I picked up something earlier today that I thought was interesting. I had not heard or seen anything of this until today, but uh, apparently there is at least some conjecture that Haley Deegan might spend some time next year in NASCAR's Xfinity Series. Peter Strada, is she ready? She's not ready for a full Xfinity slate, no. It sounds like she will run full-time trucks again next year, which is the right move. And then maybe a couple select Xfinity starts, which, depending on the track, maybe a super speedway or a road course would be the right move just to get her seat time, get her experience 
in a full body stock car on whichever circuit, whichever racetrack. But I actually am for this if it's in a quality car. I mean, you look at the Ford seats in Xfinity. You have Stuart Haas, then you have Ryan Sieg, and maybe Penske if they're still around next year. And Ooh. that's really it. But I mean, if she can be in a Stuart Haas Xfinity car next year, I'm all for that. It gets her seat time with a high caliber, high quality team. That uh, brings up an interesting potential question, but I'll get to that in a minute. Randy, uh, Haley Deegan, ready or not ready for Xfinity? In your do, do the softballs have any give to them? I'm just curious. Like when you hit the wall, oh, do you, you, ba- wow. you don't bounce. That right. was harsh. Well, I mean, look, I mean, let's, let's face facts. I mean, it's not like she set the world on fire. Now, granted, sometimes you go to a different series and you're a completely different person in the other series than you were the previous series. So maybe she's just not a truck series competitor maybe in the xfinity series she would be a whole lot better off because it's more inclined to what she would drive on a you know on normal basis or what she's used to doing in her you know throughout the course of her life before she got into truck so maybe it would, maybe she just needs to change the scenery in a different kind of car and she'll be good so who knows see that's what i think too the the trucks are a completely different animal much uh, more side force kind of stuff than you're used to seeing in the cars. I think that Haley in an Xfinity car would be more comfortable because it would be more like the cars she's used to in the Arca series and in, uh, well, I guess it's all Arca now. I was going to say K&N West, but it's Arca West now. Um, I believe that it would be like a homecoming for her in a way, and she probably would do better there, as you said, Randy, than maybe she has in the truck series. Um now, with that being said, Peter mentioned Stuart Haas. Now, we can toss this question around because right now Riley Herbst is in the midst of, uh, I believe, a one-year deal at Stuart Haas is all he signed to run the 98 car in Xfinity. Um, so if Haley Deegan were to go to Stuart Haas, do they... Maybe create a part-time second car, or... They'll just bring back the double zero. Potentially. Or do do you think that there's a chance that we may see um, a rotating cast next year in that 98 car, as opposed to Riley running full season? Is there any chance Riley is not in that car a second year? I think he, Riley would want to stay in that car a second year, just to learn the culture over there, learn the series still, learn these cars... Just learn the team and every aspect of that. Well, the question wasn't so much what do you want to. I'm I sure think the he answer will to that is or, okay. I'm sure he'll stay in the car. I mean, he's 12th in points. He's in the playoffs right now. He's not doing too bad his first year. He's got some feeling out. He was wrecking quite a lot uh, in the first half of the season. He sort of toned it down, and he's sort of, sort of figuring it out now. And sometimes it takes a while to, to learn those cars and uh, – He's certainly been put to the test. I think, if anything, if Haley's going to end up in the Xfinity Series, she'll either end up in that 22 car or a part-time double zero. It's interesting to contemplate because, of course, Haley, and we need to make this distinction, Haley is a Ford development driver. You know, unlike other drivers in sort of the, the, the Ford camp, so to speak, who are young and up and coming, there's only one left, because Chase Briscoe's in cup now, there's only one left that's actually a Ford-backed development driver, and that's Haley Deegan, as of this moment at least. And so whatever Ford wanted to do with her, Randy, they certainly would, would just make the way to do it. But it does make you think, because, of course... 
there's you know some conjecture about whether Penske's going to keep the 22 going now that Austin Sindrick is going up to Cup next year to drive the Blue Deuce. Um, what what do you think? Where does she go if she's going to run some Xfinity races? Where does she go? Because I have an idea, but we'll, we'll see what you think. I, mean, I could see her at really any of the Ford teams, but I mean, obviously, you've got to think about the sponsorship aspect of it too. Monster Energy sponsors both her and Riley, so I mean, there's a possibility that you know Monster could could want to split the split the ride in half and kind of go with the better driver at the end, but. Um, yeah, I think there's room enough in the Xfinity Series garage area for both of them to compete. They could both keep the same sponsor and, and still make everybody happy. And um, But, I, I mean, who knows? Stuart Haas, Penske, there's, there's a couple of options there. Yeah, there's some interesting options there, I think. And, you know, the idea of, of something working out with Penske, um, but, the, the, again, this is a Ford situation. So whether Ford decides to put her with a Stuart Haas or with um, you know Penske, uh, I again I think there are some interesting options there for her. Um, I would wonder if there's not maybe another team that 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 might end up in the Ford camp next year that would would be an opportunity for her as well. Because the one thing that we know is that eventually she's going to end up in the Cup Series now. So follow me on this because this was my thought. We know that there's no openings at Penske for a good while. That's just that there's no openings we, there. We don't know for a good while. We know for the next two years. Blaney could move. Logano could move. I don't see either one of them going anywhere. We didn't for a see while. Brad moving either. I don't, well, but, but, okay, now hang on. So here we go. So we do know, however, that Roush is rebuilding their program. There have been rumors that they might want to jump into Xfinity next year, at least part-time. So could we see some Ford Bucks going into Roush Fenway now that Brad's going over there and Haley Deegan part-time in their Xfinity car? No. You wouldn't want to be building a program with a freshly green driver. She'd wreck too many cars. Well, do see, I don't again, I don't think that's the case. I don't believe that she goes to Xfinity and we assume she crashes a lot of cars. I mean, just look at Harrison Burton. He made the jump to Xfinity without exactly. any major truck success. He missed the playoffs in trucks the one year he Kaz ran. Grala, and been last a year of... he won four Xfinity races. That that's all well it's and good. Different but vehicle. That, that's all good all well and good, but uh Harrison drove for Joe Gibbs racing. You're talking about a team that hasn't been in the Xfinity series for many years in Roush, and you're going to try to read jumps. You're going to try to jumpstart that program with a with a brand new driver. I don't see. Or it. it's Haley and some other drivers. Maybe, maybe Brad, a Benedetto, maybe somebody Newman. like is that. There, is there? No, probably not. Newman. I was. Um, I, I was contemplating the idea because, like you said, Haley is the only driver right now left in that Ford developmental camp. Do you see anybody that could make the jump, or do you see anybody in the ARCA series that could be, you know, coming up? And, you know, obviously Taylor Gray is somebody that could take that one truck next year, and they could be the Tanner and Taylor show. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, you could. I mean, um, I mean, I just – I feel like um, there's an interesting opportunity. Priest could drop down to the 17. You, you have to remember here that um, – when you look at Haley Deegan, she brings with her a huge fan base. And there is an interesting opportunity, I think, to put her somewhere with other drivers that could be 
to to make a full season out of out of an Xfinity car. Um, so I think this opens up a number of interesting possibilities, and I would not count Roush out of that out of that boat at all. I don't see Roger Penske running a part-time team. I just don't think Roger feels he needs to do that, and I don't think he's got plenty if, of money. It depends on if Ford's going to give him more money. Well, I if don't Ford's know. putting the entire bill, I guess. I was going to say, if they were willing to just basically hear you run the team, then I suppose he would. I mean, but if it's they did him for Briscoe in the, uh, when Briscoe was in the Xfinity series. Yeah. But there were other expenditures. There were that he was part of a program. He wasn't the program. So it, that would be interesting, though. I just th- there's some good discussion still to be had. I think about silly season and Haley moving up does present some interesting uh, possibilities. Just like Casgrala being a hanging Chad right now presents could, some um, interesting possibilities. He's hanging too. out with uh, Natalie Decker. We, I so. did. Uh, I did hear some rumors that the. Uh, 37 could be opening up. Ryan Priest could be going to the 17 and going after a tour championship in the modified. So, well, I mean, if if he could work both things out, I could see that happening. Um, I don't think Ryan's ever been tied to the Cup Series in the way that others are. I think Ryan is a driver. Um, he just who, wants to race. He wants to win. Yeah, and you know, I I just. I don't think he sees himself doing that where he is. Mm-hmm. And he could go on a very John Hunter-esque type run if he drops back and goes into the Ford Developmental Series with the the 17 and works yeah. his way up through that. And, you know, you say a new team, DGR, could be looking to get – could go to the Xfinity Series at some point. Well, never know. I, I mean, they could. But I don't think you're going to see many teams make that jump now because especially with the cost of the Cup Series decreasing the way that it is with the newer cars. Um, and I think the other thing with Ryan is more road courses and Cup doesn't equal Ryan Priest being happy because I don't think he and really And we also haven't heard anything on the driver lineup for GMS. That's a very good point for their new cup program. Um, Which we still don't even know if that'll be part-time or full-time. Or yeah, they've not or announced any of that. And it really kind of does make you wonder about uh, what's up over there. You wonder if there's not a really big shoe that might drop in that, that situation. Well, Rick Ware did it's say it recently. too quiet. Rick Ware did Excuse me. Rick Ware did say it recently on SiriusXM that he will run two competitive cars next year. Now he has four charters, so that what's competitive to him? Yeah, exactly. First of all, what's competitive? Second of all, he that means getting rid of at least two charters. So could one of those charters get a GMS? So take him ten months longer. <clears throat> Matt DiBenedetto. <laughs> well, see there again. Um, now with with the cost decreasing next year of the of the Cup Series. Rick Ware could run two competitive cars. If he concentrated on just two cars and left it at that, Rick Ware could make himself somewhat competitive. It would be interesting to see that. Okay, back to wrap things up here at Motorsports Madness in a moment. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing 
racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one Internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, this is Blake Brandon, and you're listening to Motorsports Badness. Now back to the show. Back for the wrap-up of Motorsports Madness here tonight. And again, just focusing on the fact that uh, Indy becomes the center of attention again. Anytime Indy is the center of attention, for any racing reason, it's great with me. And I just feel like that's going to be the place to focus uh, this weekend. F1's still on break. Um, But uh, Indy... With NASCAR's series and then, of course, the IndyCar race. Um, looking forward to that probably more than anything else this weekend. Randy, what are you excited about? I'm I'm excited to see the, the doubleheader. It's it's cool to be able to see the NASCAR and IndyCar guys both on the same course, and it's just going to generate so much buzz. And and you know, Indy's on a high right now, and NASCAR's on a high right now, so it'll be interesting. Peter, I'm excited just to see the crossover as well. Just which NASCAR guys end up in the IndyCar garage and watch the IndyCar race and vice versa. COVID kind of killed a lot of this last year on July 4th. I'm excited to see who stays around and watches who race and 
Maybe it just becomes a yearly tradition who races in different races. I'm hoping there's a lot of fan turnover. People who stay for the IndyCar race will stay for the Oh, race. yeah, I hope so, too. And, and again, I think it could be a, a, a big weekend. I think Roger Penske would like to do a festival-type deal similar to what they had um, in Nashville. And I think next year you're going to see a much different IndyCar schedule, more ovals and more very different things. Okay, that's it. We're out of here. Thanks for listening to Motorsports Madness. Thanks to my computer career. Have a great week. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit MyComputerCareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.